0: agency nation radio my name is ryan hanley and i'm your host and today i'm joined by greg roulette an emmy award-winning producer which is gangster and the founder of ambitious.com greg it's great to have you on the show man
1: what is happening, man? Dude, that theme music had me, like, rocking in uh, in, in the office today, so
0: it's a good way to start. Doesn't I like it, it get your head going? I, love, I do the same thing. I've, I've done 90-some-odd shows now, and every time that music comes on, I do this little head dance, and I get my hands going. And I, just, I was doing, every like, hand roll, you know? Just, hey, yeah. we're rocking yeah. today. We're gonna have some fun. I like it. The best part is the name of that. It's, it's like, you know, it's just like, whatever, I bought it off. Audio jungle or something. Right. The name of that file is Glitterball, which to me is just.
1: <laughs> You're like, hey, can I get approval from somebody to buy a song called Glitterball? Like, what is Ryan doing today? <laughs>
0: Yeah, exactly. They're like, this is either just cheeky or he's starting his own series of porn films. So, (laughs) um, which, you know, may or may not be happening, but I'm not going to talk about that today. Dude. So, uh, you reached out to me about a couple of different things that you're working on and and we had an awesome conversation about a month ago, um, about a, a bunch of different stuff. And, uh, and I just thought it would be great to have you on the show because uh, one, we seem to get along very well, and two, you are doing some things and have some expertise in areas that I feel uh, today are real hot button issues for uh, independent agents in the in the industry as a whole. Uh, a lot of carriers are asking these same questions, and in particular, you know, just a few of the things I want to talk about today. Um, I want to talk about video. Uh, in particular how we use video in in advertising and in marketing and and I really want to touch on um, how we use video to build our brand or support our brand or you know the idea of like kind of telling that story in the space because uh, I think um, there's there's so much that's going on uh, or that's been said already about you know kind of blog posts and, and traditional stuff and and you know that's that's great but um, for for my, from from where I sit, the people who are really starting to stand out today, uh, and 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 kind of cut into the conversation are those who are doing video well, and uh, and that's really wanna, where I want to start. So you're an Emmy award-winning producer. One, how the heck does that happen? And two. <laughs> just just t- talk to us a little bit about that let's let's start at that spot because you're the yeah. first person i've ever introduced as emmy award-winning producer on this show
1: yeah it's pretty cool we were joking about some things we'll keep off camera um before we started yeah. today but uh you know it, it, it it's really cool it's really wild so uh my partner and i nick nanton uh he has spent the last five years going around the world filming these amazing documentaries and we've done documentaries now on everyone from peter diamandis uh, if you guys don't know him he started the x prize he's got two incredible books bold and abundance if you Like every insurance agent right now should go read bold. It's about really just how to 10 X everything. He's, he's the one that privatized space flight, which Richard Branson bought as Virgin Galactic. So he's the one that started that whole thing. So we've done documentaries on him, on Jack Canfield from chicken soup for the soul on Brian Tracy, but we also do these cool films, on uh, nonprofits all over the world. And we did one last year in the Dominican Republic on an organization called Esperanza. And they do microloans for women-owned businesses. And what they found is that the women, if they, if you start a business and you're a woman, you're going to put the money back into the business and back into your family, meaning that you'll send your kids to school, you'll feed them, you'll get them the proper nutrition, you'll get them clothing, and us guys are gonna go buy gold chains and beepers um, with our money. And uh, that, that's not what they wanted. Um, and so we went down there and we filmed this this. this incredible documentary about uh, the generational effect of these women-owned businesses. And what we saw is over the past 25, 30 years of the organization, not only have the women been successful in getting these loans, starting businesses, paying the loans back, but now their children have now gone to start businesses, and now their children are now starting to go to school and university. So there's a generational change. We shot this amazing film um, down there, and uh, you know, submitted it to the Emmys, and uh, was very, very fortunate that the film won an Emmy award, which was um, you know, surreal moment, um, really, really cool. And you know, I'm staring at one of them right now. It'll, it'll never get old, I don't think. But uh, but uh, yeah, man, it's it's a cool process. And and I think it, it blends really well into what we're going to talk about today, which is storytelling. Is that people are infatuated with stories. They're infatuated with origin stories. They're infatuated with you know s- stories of you know overcoming the monsters in their life. They're infatuated with comeback stories. They're infatuated with you know ch- you know these these dramatic changes in their life and. I think as insurance agents, financial advisors, all these folks, we get so caught up in product knowledge and just, well, here's the product, here's the benefit, here's the product, here's the benefit, here's the product, here's the feature, 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 that we forget the story. And it's the story that actually captivates us, that gets us to open our ears, that gets us to pay attention. Because let's face it, there aren't many people that woke up today and they're like, I hope I get called by an insurance agent. I hope an insurance agent emails me today. But we're infatuated with story and being able to tell story through video, a lot of what we're going to talk about is just such a powerful means to communicate, to build brand, to build trust, to build authority. Um, and I think that's why, you know, A, we were able to win the Emmy, but B, we've been able to take that same storytelling ability and bring it down to the local independent advisor, the local independent agent.
0: You know, I, I couldn't agree with you more. Um, so so removing video for a second, just talking about storytelling um, and to dip into my own uh, career just a, a little bit to give context to um, – everyone who's listening, uh, I, I, I always talk in my keynotes about how I was a terrible agent. Well, that's that's true, but mostly uh, that's true until um, something happened that I, I don't actually talk much about, which is uh, I used to, I, w- I was forced by my father-in-law because he thought he was doing the right thing to come back into the agency after the workday was over. And from six to about nine every night, uh, we would cold call people for their personal lines insurance. Cold calling, I mean wow. the like, idea of cold calling people at night today is like ludicrous. But again, <laughs> this was terrible. Yeah. Go, right. right. And, and it's terrible. It's like so every phone call is so much anxiety and I would like literally I would start to shake and sweat as I'm dialing these people's phone number. Well, <clears throat> a lot of that had to do with because I was so Insecure and felt so uncomfortable with what I would say to them. So, what I started doing was pretending to make phone calls. I would hit the buttons and then hang the phone up so that my father in law could hear me hitting the button so it sounded like I was working. And then I would listen to him make calls because he would do the same thing. And his phone calls were so much different from my phone calls. It was basically from the moment the person picked up until the moment they hung up the phone on the other end. It was just story after story after story after story. And these people who, if I had called them, would basically be just passing passive-aggressive hate fire through the phone to me, they were like, Jesus, Jim, I'm just so glad you called me today to talk about my insurance. And, and it, it wasn't until I figured out that it was the fact that he was so good at telling stories that yeah. I was actually able to start to turn that into a productive time in my insurance career.
1: Yeah, that's huge. I mean, there's so there's two things that kind of came to my mind is when you have somebody on the phone or you have them in person, there's two questions that you could ask them is, hey, Ryan, can I tell you a quick story? And you're like, oh, yeah, yeah. Tell me the story. Or, hey, Ryan, can I tell you about my product? Two different questions, right? And then your defenses start to come up. You're like, well, I didn't really want to talk about product, but can I tell you a story? It seems so disarming. It seems so honest and natural. And, you know, like you said, like people get so much value out of stories. That's what they remember. You know, I, there's studies, there's all kinds of cool stuff. But there's this great book, Story Selling, that, that my partner Nick wrote. It goes into all the science of stories. And, you know, people don't remember the facts. They don't remember that you're going to get this type of return or this type of, you know, payout or this type of, you know, they ducked, but what they remember is the story. And uh, you know, as far back as you you can look, you know, door to door salesman things like that, like the fire alarm guy, the guy selling fire alarms in in the homes, he was telling the story of someone's house burning down and the and the kids not making it out and the dog not making it out and all these these sad stories because the story pulled on the emotional heartstrings and then it got someone logically to say, huh, we don't have smoke alarms, therefore we could have the same thing. So I'm drawing the conclusion that because this other family you know got into this tragic situation, I need to buy smoke alarms. So we think that stories act on that creative side of the brain but stories actually work on the logical side of the brain because they help us to make sense of things and look in our industries and in the industries that you guys work in as you're listening to this you know we you might take it for granted how some of the products work but the mom and dad who's listening to your spiel they don't know how an annuity works or life insurance works or captive insurance works or any of these things so by telling stories it allows them to make sense of complicated products. And I think that's, that's the beauty of story. And I think that's why it worked brilliantly for your dad is they, they would just hear stories and they would get value out of them. It's, it's, it's incredible what they can do. And I'm going to go one more tangent and I'll let you kind of pick up is that, um, I know we want to talk a little bit about branding and we've simplified branding to simply mean your story. Your brand is simply your story because that's what people are going to remember. Oh yeah. He's the agent who does this. Oh yeah. He's the agent that does that. Oh, he's the agent. Your brand is your story. And I believe that the best brands are simply the best storytellers. If you look at even Coca-Cola and like McDonald's, if you look at their commercials, those are the best stories, you know, that are in, you know, 30 seconds or 60 seconds. They tell the best stories in 30 seconds. So you, as an insurance agent, you need to become really good at telling your story because that's your brand. That's what's going to stick as you go. So simplifying branding, because branding can mean so many things, your colors, your logos, your design, your website, but all of those things act to support your story. So brand is simply your story. Branding is simply
0: storytelling. And the best brands are the best storytellers. So I completely agree with that sentiment. And I would say that most of the people listening to this call are incredible at telling their story in person and over the phone. So how do we help them translate um, the, the confidence and the security that they feel in telling their story to someone when they're at an event or sitting across a table from them or when they're talking to them on the phone. How do we start to translate that from, from those spaces which feel very comfortable, we feel very secure, very confident, and start to translate it to video where I think, I think it is the best storytelling platform. So where do we, how do we start to transition that but, but allow them to keep that confident, secure feeling that they have when they're doing it in person?
1: Yeah, totally. So video, so these are some hard truths. So I'm not here to kind of sugarcoat anything. So I believe that the only way you can get good at video is by doing video. Like you are not going to become a video superstar by listening to this podcast today right? Simply by listening to it, simply by buying another book, the dummy's guide to video production, right? You're not going to become a, you know, a, a rock star on video by buying another $2,000 course about how to set up cameras and stuff. That's not going to make you good on video. The only thing that's going to get you more confidence on camera is to be on camera. And I, that, that's hard advice because we want to think that there's a book out there that's going to magically teach us, you know, the confidence to being on camera. No, confidence comes from repetition. It comes from being consistent and, and being constant at doing something and doing a practice so just like you know the first day you ever pitched your insurance products you were tripping you were stumbling uh hopefully you had another agent with you who was helping you you know figure out some of the things and some of the you know you get questions and you kind of didn't know the answer to them and guess what you know a year later two years later three years later five years later you don't even think about this stuff it becomes second nature it's intuitive well the same things happens with video the first time You have a camera looking at you, and there's, you know, if you're in a studio, there's lights on or whatever it is. Like, it's nerve-wracking, right? You got lights on, and there's this red blinking button looking at you, and uh, you know, it, it it can be nervous but the only way that you get better is to actually practice. So what I recommend to folks is to create a consistent practice of getting on camera. And it doesn't mean that you have to release these videos. If you're you know, embarrassed by them or you don't like them, but make it a practice. Say, you know what? Every morning, every, every Monday morning for the next, you know, four weeks, six weeks, eight weeks, I'm going to, you know, set my iPhone up on a tripod or a real camera up on a tripod and I'm going to shoot 10 minute videos and you know, Guess what? Week one might be terrible. Week two might be a little bit better. Week three is gonna get a little bit better. Week four, you're gonna be like, man, I've been doing this for a while. I feel pretty comfortable. And you start to get in a groove and you start to get a rhythm. If you check out, um, so Gary V is getting a lot of attention right now. Gary Vaynerchuk, um, love the guy, I think he's amazing. If you go on YouTube and you search for Wine Library episode number one, it is the worst video that you've ever seen in your entire so life. Bad. Like the lighting's bad, he's bad, and you know Gary, he's like charismatic and he's like hustle, hustle, and he's like, you know, he's so charismatic. But if you watch this video, it's not very good. But guess what? Daily V episode 7000 that they're on now is really good. Do you know why? Because he's done video every single day for the past 10 years. Do you want to know why Dave Ramsey is so good at radio? because he's on radio three hours a day, five days a week, and he's been doing it for 25 years. Do you wanna know why Ryan Seacrest is really good at hosting shows? It's because he hosts a show every single day you know, for his whole life. So just like you and in your insurance practice, if you wanna get good at video, you have to do video. So that's the, hard truth about the camera side. The other side, which is telling your story and getting comfortable telling your story on camera. Uh, here's what I recommend folks to do. And I actually have this for myself is I look at the products and services that I would like to sell. Now I'm not actually going to sell those products and services, but let's say I wanted to sell, like I have a TV production service that I sell. So I sell people to come into our studio and do their TV shows. Well, what are some of the benefits? What are some of the features? What are some of the things that we do now? What I do is I look for a story for each of those or multiple stories for each each of those. So, what's a story about someone who came in and they were really scared of the camera and what, what what story can I tell for that? What's the story of my origin story of doing that of you know filming my first video? What's the story? So, you start building out a story bank and these could be your stories, these could be client stories, these could be, you know, parables or things that, you know, you, you've taken and you just create this story bank and when I go to shoot my own videos, I never come with like all right, Ryan, uh, what, do we, what do we want to shoot today? Like, I have this list, I use Evernote, and uh, I open my Evernote, and I have a list of you know dozens upon dozens of things that I've collected in this story bank that I want to talk about, and now, uh, so lunch break today, uh, I went and I got a sub at, at the local uh, grocery store, and I got three magazines. I bought Money Magazine, Kiplinger's Magazine, and uh, a Popular Mechanics Magazine, and I'm gonna flip through them, and there's gonna be a story in there. One was about Maria Sharapova and her new life insurance policy. Well, well, guess what? Now I'm going to pull that out. I'm going to rip it. I'm going to take a photo of it. I'm going to put it in my Evernote. And now I'm going to shoot a video that tells a story about Maria Sharapova and her insurance account and how you as a insurance agent can, you know, go after the high net worth celebrity stars, just like Maria Sharapova. I'm making this up, but you get, you kind of get the idea, but I have this bank. So I'm never, never at a loss for what I'm going to talk about. And I will now stop talking. Um, but, but that's the kind of the, the two pronged approach is be consistent with being on camera and have this story bank. So you're never starting with a blank canvas.
0: No, dude, solid gold. So I have, um, my wife thinks that I'm bananas. Cause I think in terms of headlines. So anytime I see a situation, headlines hit me and some of the headlines are good. Some of them are terrible. I don't care. I capture them all. And I do it usually through talk to text. So I, I eat, I use text message. I talk it into my phone and then I you know, email the text to myself so that it's sitting in my email. So when, the next day I can open it up, add it to my, um, I actually keep a Google doc of all these just headlines and maybe I'll type in what my idea around the headline was. So if I'm, if I'm sitting here and, uh, and I'm like, you know, I, I really, uh, I don't know what my next thing is going to be. Right. You just, sometimes you just, I need a, I'll go to, I'll pop up my Google doc and I have it at any given time 20 or 30 headlines just sitting there and then the headline spurs a thought or it's, mm-hmm. I'll put, you know, and the same thing or uh, Seth Godin will write an article and I'll be like, man, that's a really great idea that I can spin into the insurance industry that that here's how, you know, I can work through the filter of an independent insurance agent through this concept, which is really, really powerful. And I think one of the things that I think holds people back is they feel like there needs to be this, this, this muse, this inspiration hits them and they come up with this totally radical, unique idea or they can't share it. I basically steal 97% of the shit that I create. I just, I just, my job is to then take all those ideas and put them through the filter of an independent insurance agent. And that makes the idea unique because whoever came up with the idea didn't put it in that context. So we as IAs or, you know, in our insurance or whatever we're trying to attack, I think- there is this fear that if if somehow it's not a unique idea to us it's not worth sharing and I, that's something i just like everybody listening at home to do to to really just try hard to never put that type of pressure on yourself you have to everybody's inspired everything we bump into is going to is going to influence what we create and the stories that we have and how we think about things and, you know, I'd say Gary and Seth are probably, you know, as, as maybe as cliche in the marketing space as it is, they're easily two of my biggest, biggest inspiration points for the shit that I share uh, all the time on this podcast and in my own video show. And I, there's, there should be, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that.
1: No, I, I love that you say that. Cause I think everyone's trying to create Star Wars. You know, like I have to have the most epic story of all time. But you know, we're all people, and we all are going through the same things. We all have the same. You know, obviously, people are at different stages of their life. But if you're selling, you know, a certain type of insurance, there are stories that relate to them. You know, and you have them from your clients, from your own experience, from your own life, and. You know, I, I think the biggest form of inspiration is actually living life, you know, like, you know, going out and doing things, taking a walk around the park, going to an event, going, getting out of the house, watching popular culture and TV. Um, so I'm a huge fan of uh, Ballers, the the Rocks show on HBO. Um guess what? He's a financial advisor in that show. Do you know how many emails I've written about things that The Rock has done with his clients? You know, in that, like how he throws his client events and, you know, how he goes, takes the extra, uh, extra call for his clients, how he does all these things. Like that's pop culture. And I'm just, I'm just putting it into there. So I think you are, you are spot on. And and again, it just comes with practice. It just comes with you know a repetition and doing these things. If you're trying to start with a blank canvas, man, it's hard. Like I, I know you you write a lot of copy. I write a lot of copy. We both do a lot of video. If I just had to stare at a camera and they were just like go, like that's really hard. But like for you, like cool. I got 20 headlines. Headline one, nah, that's not hitting me today. Headline two, eh, that's okay. Headline three, oh cool, I got it. Boom. But by having this idea bank, it makes you know everything that much easier
0: completely agree. You know, and, and also another thing too, when we're thinking about how we want to tell our story and I have actually have some technical questions I want to get into with you as well for people. Cause I know, uh, everybody loves tactics and, um, and I don't want to deny them that, but, uh, we don't always have to talk specifically about insurance either. I just had a wonderful, actually, I just produced, um, episode 12 of my video show. Uh, and, uh, I got some great comments and one of them was from, uh, a user on YouTube with the, the, their username was the vegan insurance broker left me <laughs> that's awesome right so yes awesome so i left me a comment so I, I got into this conversation with them and i was like you know thanks for the props or whatever but this vegan thing what's that all about so it's actually um an independent agency treadstone uh risk you can go to treadstonerisk.com and check them out there um and this this vegan insurance broker brand is actually a division of their agency and is an entire content vein that they're building out around the fact that this particular individual has been vegan for two years, believes in the the philosophy of, of vegan living and is moving into this community because um, they would like to work with other vegans and help them. And it's like interest-based marketing and, and in particular, creating video and stories around what it means to be a vegan. So it's like and, and tying that back into the insurance space. So it's creating, the stories just don't have to be, here's why you need personal injury protection. It's There's so much that we can dip into other aspects of our life and pull them into our business that make for great, compelling stories that your potential audience, potential clients are gonna be super, super into it and, and, and help them better understand who you are as a person. And back to how you started this conversation, which was re- around... Uh, a building on what that brand actually is. It's just so important.
1: Love it. Love it. Love it. I want to go find these vegan videos, man. That's awesome.
0: Yeah. Right. Very cool. So, um, all right. So here's, here's a question I have for you around this idea. Um, What if you don't think you're good on camera, right? I get this all the time, Ryan, I just, ah, I get get uncomfortable. Like, what are some ways, you are obviously very comfortable on camera, I feel very comfortable on camera, but I can tell you, just like you just said, it's been nine years of practice now for me, right? For you, it may be longer, probably even doing more video than me, so uh, besides just practice, which obviously is probably number one on this list, what what else can people think about, do? How else yeah. can they prepare themselves so that they feel more comfortable when they're in front of that camera?
1: Yep, so nothing will make up for a lack of practice. Like, like like I said, you can't read a book and then automatically be be confident on a camera. So I do think that's number one. Two is talk about the things that you know. So don't talk about things that are a stretch. Like I'm not talking about how to disassemble a car in this You know, podcast today because I have no freaking clue how to do that. So, talk about the things that you're really comfortable talking about. I think we put pressure on ourselves again to create this ultimate amazing thing. And, you know, this is the hot topic. So, I got to talk about like cryptocurrency right now and how that's going to affect my car insurance down the road. And you know, nothing about cryptocurrency or, you know, whatever the hot thing is. Talk about the things that you know. Um, And the things that you know the most about are yourself, your clients, and your market. So stick to the script. So I think that is really, really important. The third thing is a mindset, all right? And I think there are a lot of people... And not that they're necessarily scared to get on camera, but they have insecurities about themselves. The self-esteem maybe not there. Maybe they feel like they got to go to the gym for six months before they get on camera. Or, you know, I got got a cut on my left pinky, so I don't want to be on camera today. You know, wh- whatever the story that you're is that, that you're telling yourself about getting on camera. And the, the thing that you really need to do is you need to be comfortable with yourself. You know that you're always your own worst critic. The person who's watching your video is not saying, Oh man, I was watching this video with Ryan today and I'm looking at one of your thumbnails right now, so I'm gonna make fun of one of your own videos. Is, oh, I'm watching this video with, uh, with Ryan today about improving marketing ROI and there's a fan in the background. Oh, I'm not watching this video anymore because there's a fan in the background. Like, that's this, like, no one has ever done that in the history of anything. And if they did that, you didn't want them as a client in the first place. So, you know, being able to be comfortable to know that you are always going to be your own worst critic. Like, I, like you said, I'm comfortable on camera. I've been doing this for 10, 11 years. I shoot somewhere between 15 and 20 videos every single week, I'm really good. But when I watch my own self, I cringe almost every time. Cause I'm like, oh, I said that wrong. Or, you know, oh, my mannerisms or I have like one hair out of place. Like, but no one in 11 years has ever sent me an email and said, Greg, I stopped watching your video because one of your hairs was sticking up. i still haven't gotten that email, right? Still hasn't come. Um, you know, and so we, we have to get over that. Um, so we're always going to be our own worst critic and we kind of need to get over that. The second thing is you're meeting with clients every day, the way that you are right now, right? Like you're not, Oh, I can't meet you for lunch and sell you a policy today because uh, I didn't go to the gym this morning. So you're meeting with people as you are right now anyway. Well, video is just kind of the, the same medium. You know, you don't want to hide it for the camera and then they see you in person. And they're like, oh, wow, this isn't the same person. There's no congruency there. So, um, you, you know, so those are some of the things that, that, that I look at to help get people comfortable on camera.
0: Okay. So we're, we're getting close to the end here. And I want to talk a little bit about this service that you have, um, where you bring in particular, uh, this podcast is obviously geared more towards, uh, the independent insurance property casualty space. You are working not exclusively financialized, but right now more with the financial space. I don't think that necessarily matters. I just, no, it's all the same. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, all the Um, but so you're bringing, uh, agents in and you're doing kind of almost like a, episodic tv series if i have that right so talk to me a little bit about where that idea came from and why you think that format is um like is a is is a good is a good production is, is a successful practice for that yeah.
1: I love that. So I'm a big believer and I actually, my cell phone case has this, this quote on there and it says constancy and consistency. And that is what, that is my fundamental belief about business and who is going to win in the long term is those who are constantly in front of their market and those who do things consistently. So it's the, it's the two together and those words kind of sound the same and they kind of mean the same but they kind of don't. So constancy is how frequently are you showing up to your marketplace? There is a rhythm to showing up whether it's to your clients, to your prospects or to your marketplace and you know, I have a lot of guys like you said in, in like financial services and they do uh, dinner seminars or dinner workshops where they invite people out to like a Ruth's Chris Steakhouse whatever it is, they feed them and they, and they sell their services and they that's their only marketing and their only communication to the market and And you know, maybe that person hears from them once every three months with a direct mail seminar invitation. Is that enough? Once every three months, once every 90 days, what happens on those other 89 days? Well, they're getting marketed to by other financial professionals, by other insurance agents, by real estate agents, by mortgage brokers, by, by attorneys, by pizza companies, by Netflix, by like millions of people are hitting them up over the 89 days. Like they forgot about you. So you're ability to be constantly in front of your marketplace as often as possible with valuable content is the most vital thing I believe to success because today he who has the attention wins and if you're only showing up you know if you even to your clients let's say you're doing a monthly e-newsletter Well, that's great, but there's still 29 days that they never heard from you. And then let's say you're doing that e-newsletter and uh, let's say you're awesome and you, let's say you have a thousand people that are getting that and you're amazing and you get a 30% open rate. That means 700 people didn't read that. Now, what if those 700 people didn't read your monthly letter for six months? They forgot about you. They don't know who you are. So by doing that monthly e-newsletter, coupled with a weekly TV show, coupled with daily social posts, cu- coupled with you know doing a direct mail piece here and there, coupled with doing an event, coupled with sponsoring, it's this idea of omnipresence. Well now you're constantly showing up, and you're like, man, and Brian, you do a great job of this because you know I see your your episodes, I see your podcast, I see some of your ads, I see some of your social posts. You are constantly in my life, and guess what? Your name is always popping up, and you're never uh, what Dan Kennedy would call you know a, a, a pest. You're a welcome guest because you're always providing value. You're always providing cool content you're always sharing a tip an idea a strategy now yes there are ways to work with you and to hire you and come to your events and buy your products and that's awesome but that's not what you lead in you're always just showing up so when I need somebody you know to help my insurance business I'm gonna talk to Ryan because he's always showing up the second piece of that is consistency You know, TV shows are weekly for a reason because they wanna keep pulling you in. Church is every single Sunday for a reason because if you skip a couple Sundays at church, you're probably doing something you're not supposed to be doing, right? So they bring you back in because they want to bring you back in to talk about the values, to talk about the mission, to talk about, you know, their way of life, their philosophy, and you're in the same boat. You wanna keep people captive. And so you come consistently every single week. And so we've taken those two concepts, constancy, consistency, and boiled it into a way for insurance agents, financial advisors, Uh, folks in that space to, you know, have this weekly TV show. So you're showing up just like, again, it's a positioning thing too. don't think of video as just, Oh, I'm just shooting an online video. I'm shooting this thing. I'm going to put it on Facebook. Like think of it like you're shooting a TV show. Think about what would a TV show do? What would Susie Orman do? What would Dave Ramsey do? What would, you know, these people that are the experts in their space, what would they do? Well, they have a nice intro animation. They have some music, they have, you know, themes, they have, you know, intros and outros and lower thirds and all these things that a TV show does show up like them with that positioning, not just a selfie video, you know, where it's you holding the camera up above your head and your forehead looks huge because you don't know how to position a camera. Think about production value, but then show up constantly every week. They're looking for your show. Oh, cool. Ryan's got a new show. Oh, Jim's got a new show this week. Oh, great. And it helps with the branding side. So you talked about uh, branding earlier. So just by showing up every week, that constancy, that in and of itself is branding. That's like a billboard showing up on YouTube, on Facebook, on Instagram, uh, through email, every single week. So even if they don't watch your show, it's still your brand. Their face is, your face is popping up on their feed every single week. That's that constancy, that's that consistency. So we've developed a service to really help you know guys to come in, uh, they come in one day in our Emmy award-winning studios, I get to say that now, which is pretty cool, um, into our Emmy award-winning studios and we shoot uh, an entire uh, season of their show in one day. So we shoot 13 episodes, get some quarters worth of shows. Um, we shoot it all in one day, which is pretty cool. So I don't have to be out of the office for a long time. Um, but then the second thing that I want folks to think about, I know we're running short on time, so I'm gonna be as fast as possible is we're not just doing the show, you know, for our ego. And because, you know, we think it's cool to have a show we're doing this because at the end of every episode, we say something to the effect of, Hey guys, if you like this episode, I'd love to give you X. And now you're taking people off of Facebook, off of YouTube, off of Instagram, off of your blog, off of your newsletter, and you're putting them into a sales funnel. And that's usually where you're getting them some type of long form video. You're getting them a free report. You're giving them a lead magnet. You're giving them a free copy of your book and you're putting them into a process where now you can turn these people into clients. But again, you provided them with value. Even if they don't do that, you're showing up in their life. And so we do these episodes to build the brand, but we also have a direct response component to them so that we can now convert them into clients. So at the end of the day, you know, if you're spend money on production even if you do this yourself you know if you're going to spend a lot of time on this you ultimately do want it to drive business you do want it to drive leads you do want it to drive referrals and so you got to have that direct response component behind it so it's not just a tv show for the sake of oh cool i'm greg i'm awesome i have a tv show like you're doing it with the intent of of growing your business both in the short term and in the long
0: term i love it i love it where can people learn more about that particular service
1: yeah. They can go to ambitious.com forward slash TV. Um, they can also uh, look for ambitious media on the YouTubes and on the Facebooks. And uh, we, uh, you know, we do our own weekly show. We practice what we preach. We actually have two shows. Uh, one's called the ambitious life, which is more, uh, you know, kind of personal development, get you motivated to be more ambitious uh, in your business, uh, which fuels your life. And then we also have the ambitious advisor, which is uh, more geared towards the insurance agent, financial advisor and tactics they can use with media to, uh, to grow their business
0: awesome dude this has been this has been phenomenal I took page and a half worth the notes I couldn't uh, our, our opinion on our, our viewpoints on the importance of video the importance of brand and exactly what that means uh, in relation to story uh, could not be more aligned um, everyone listening at home, if, if you didn't pick up on what Greg said is, in terms of the exact links, I will have everything linked up in the show notes for this episode. So you've head over to agencynation.com forward slash podcast. I'll have all the links there so you can uh, get them as well. This is episode number 96 and just look for Greg's name. Um, Greg, this has been phenomenal, dude. I appreciate you coming on and, uh, and I look forward to more uh, conversations in the future, brother
1: definitely man. this is awesome. Hopefully we help some folks out and, and happy to you know reply, respond uh, you know whether it's Twitter, Facebook, whatever like I want to help some guys to really really change their business man. This has been awesome. Great
0: brother, be good. You too.